Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how are emotions formed, right? How are they formed? Where do they come from? And how are they particularly strong at times? And what is actually happening to us? Well, if we recap and just sort of have a little reminder about where they actually come from in the first place, then remember that within the limbic system, we have two roots, okay? So we've got the unconscious root and we've got the conscious root. So just to recap on the unconscious root of creating these emotions is actually when we have a quick formation for survival. We kind of assess the situation really, really quickly. Within six seconds, our brain has decided whether something uh, is worth being scared over, whether it's worth being aggressive over, and we have now had an emotional response. So everybody gets this. It's just whether we display it or whether we delay it. So that's what happens. We have the, the quick and dirty, quick formation, survival emotion that is kicked in first by the unconscious, the unconscious that goes through the autonomic um, system. Second is the conscious route. So this we will all go through second. We all go through the first one. Some of us may stay in the unconscious state, although many of us will then move into the conscious route and we start to be a little bit more slow and considered about what is actually happening. How long it takes uh, to, to move from one to the other does also depend on the circumstance itself, because if it is an actual very traumatic event, you may stay in more of the unconscious route for a little while longer. Uh, the conscious route, though, will be more slow and considered, but it's important to remember that it's not always accurate because it is forming interpretations and it's assessing events based on previous experiences so it, it isn't always accurate so be mindful of that so we go through the unconscious we get to the conscious route and a lot of what is assessed within this particular time and in the unconscious route often the thoughts that we will have their high percentage of them high percentage of them are going to be survival based and they will be negative thoughts that will be associated because again they're there for our survival so often what is different between someone that is optimistic and someone that is maybe more pessimistic or um, can appear quite down in comparison to someone else is more upbeat or positive is that they have a mechanism to turn the negative thought processes around so they're not it's not that people that are positive or optimistic don't have negative thought processes or go through the same emotional cycle, it's that they have a framework or a system to be able to reprogram the mind and to 
kind of self-coach what is going on uh, within their brain. So let's move a little bit closer towards what is happening with these emotions and how they're created by the unconscious root. Uh, sorry, the conscious root, <laughs> how they are created by the conscious root. So they're either created by a an external event. So when we have the conscious root, it's either the external event is happening there and then or as many of us experience. And it's probably easier to think about this. We can have it through our thoughts and ability to visualize the experience. So we're remembering the previous event or the conversation that has taken place. So that people would also call this analyzing, right? Analyzing, reflecting, looking back on what has happened or replaying it in your mind. And many people get caught into a conscious uh, sort of cycle where they're repeating the same story at times. Now, I'll talk a little bit more to how this can actually cause a challenge for us. So when we're having these thoughts and the ability to visualize experience, we're creating assumptions. So often if we're visualizing what is going on, we're creating assumptions. And like I said, it's not always an accurate interpretation of what happened as well. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and they say, they said this to me and you say, no, that never happened. That never took place. So it is. Um, so be mindful of that, that that can sometimes happen. Okay. So when we're looking at it and we have these these thoughts and these emotions, then we're identifying with something and intensifying what is going on. So let me use an example. OK, imagine that you have had money or financial problems in the past. OK, and so an ex this would be an example of an external event. So an external event is somebody asks you for, uh, I don't know to borrow some money okay uh, or to go somewhere for food right so they might say something like this where it could be associated with money right we're identifying then with the money problems that we had before and we're visualizing what happened in the past with the previous experience we identify with it and then we intensify that and we sort of um, start to say things to ourselves and our thoughts that may be things like that's going to affect my salary. Um, how can I afford that? I can't afford to eat out. So these things are going to come up um, in our mind. OK. And then secondly, we could have um, uh, what happens now, when we replay a scenario, so this is where our thoughts and the, and the ability to visualize an experience can happen. So this is a different example. This one is arguing with a friend. OK, so imagine we argue with a friend like a week ago and it was a, a pretty bad argument. But now we're replaying the thoughts. Something has triggered us to replay the thoughts or reminded us of something. I don't know. A song came on the radio. Uh, you heard somebody else saying that they argued with their friend and now you're replaying what happened in your head. So it is your ability to visualize what is going on. And you say things to yourself like, I can't believe they said that. A friend would never say those things that they said to me. And you repeat this pattern and you keep repeating it. The thing is, is that you will then intensify and attach to that uh, scenario and you will intensify that emotion. The more that you tell yourself the story, the more it goes around, the more it will intensify and become a, a much stronger emotion, which will be harder to move away from to, to change those thoughts or your behavior around it.
So think about it this way. Imagine somebody had actually said to you, what's going on? Or what's the matter? And you're like, you're with them and you're like, nothing. But what has happened is you've just been for the last two minutes replaying something in your head and you have this look of anger or disgust on your face because you've just replayed it, visualized it. And now, you know, you're in that kind of um, mindset and that emotion is going on, which you've now started to externalize because other people can see it. But it's something that you've just visualized in your head. Now, this can also happen, happen. This can also happen when we are in love. Because when we're in love, sometimes we can be thinking about something that somebody said and, oh, it was so amazing. And we just start smiling to ourselves or smoking to ourselves. And we're imagining that scenario, right? Same thing. We, we bring on that emotion because we're visualizing that event and it will intensify the happy feeling and it will make us feel good. So, yeah, there isn't always so negative to do that. If it is positive events that we're replaying, then maybe that's a, a good thing. But it's important not to get so attached to it. So the most important thing to take away from this is that the more we repeat the cycle and repeat the events, the more we intensify the emotion. Okay. This is down to the emotions formula. If you haven't heard of this before, you can write it down. And it is interpretation plus identification multiplied by repetition equals a strong emotion. So interpretation plus identification multiplied by repetition equals a strong emotion. What a formula. Okay. I'm going to break it down now with the formula again. And I'm just going to use one more example, a quite a fun one. Imagine you are going to a picnic, an amazing picnic, and you're imagining and visualizing that it's going to be so sunny. You're going with a date. It's going to be extremely romantic. You can't wait. You're going to have great food. You're going to listen to good music. You're going to have good conversation. It's going to be amazing, super sunny, glorious day. You get there. So that was your interpretation and your visualization. Now you get there. And guess what? Just like good old fashioned British weather, it is raining. You were so excited about this picnic. The heavens have now opened. You're sitting there under an umbrella and you're totally disappointed. So the identification is that you've said, I am feeling disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed in this situation. And this wasn't the picnic that I wanted. And now you start to sort of complain and you're really sort of upset about the whole experience because you would visualize your interpretation as being such an amazing day with all this sunshine. You get home and then you pick up the phone to your friends. Here's where the repetition comes in. You pick up the phone to your friends and you say, oh, I went on this day, but the thing was, it was absolutely raining. It was absolutely rubbish. Then this happened, this happened. And then you suddenly say the words, I hate picnics. I'm never going on a picnic again. Boom, strong emotion. You hate picnics now. Uh, and that's the strong emotion that is kicked in by the repetition of telling the same story over and over again. You've decided you're never going to go again. Okay. If you think about this pattern, you will often think about friends or family that you know that will repeat the same story to different people on the phone or different people that they spend time with. If it's a very positive story, 
not so worrying. If it is not a positive story or something that they are starting to get attached to or starting to potentially start to sway parts of the truth, you know, a little bit of exaggeration here and there because their visualization is changing every time they rethink about it. They've changed some of it slightly. Remember the conscious route isn't always the accurate route. It's just slow and considered. So we're repeating that cycle. When that happens, how you can help somebody is to say to them, right, we're, we're going to need to leave this particular story now. We've, we've expressed uh, what you're thinking about it. But remember, you've been on many other, I don't know, picnics before that have been great. So let's not put all of them into the bad basket or the bad sort of scenario. So you can help somebody by trying to rebalance uh, their interpretation of what was going on and helping them to see and reflect that maybe there were other circumstances so that they don't get attached um, or replay that particular situation too many times. Okay, really important to do that. So that is how emotions are formed. I have dug quite deeply into this on this episode. So I hope that you can start to understand the patterns and start to see what is going on with our emotions. Change the way you look at things. The things you look at will change. And that was Wayne Dyer. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day, and ciao for now.